Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. Presumably, you are working through your handicap of the Super Bowl. Presumably, you have not exhausted all of the uh, information to be had on betting the Super Bowl yet. Uh, If you have, then boy, we got the good podcast for you because we are not talking about the Chiefs or the Eagles today. In fact, we will give our attention to the other 30 teams that uh, will be spending the week in Cancun uh, and or not all there. wouldn't it be wild if they were all there? Like legitimately, thirty times fifty-three. I mean, you're talking fifteen thousand NFL players all at the Moon Palace over on Isla Mujeres, just hanging out. Yes, we are. We're going to do this now. Senior no Chiefs. frogs. Carlos and Charlie's at the wet T-shirt contest. All thirty, all of the offensive linemen. Yikes. Um, no Chiefs, no Eagles, no Kelsey's, no Andy Reid, nothing. All the other I like teams. It. I like it, man. Um, all right. Well, <clears throat> should we start at the top? Uh, should we give Thomas a quick sh- a quick thought? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Everyone retires. Granted, it's one of those things where Barry Sander retired. Like, oh, that's that's wild. Like he had a lot of years to go. This was if this was gonna happen within the last 10 years, it wouldn't have been like, oh, this is shocking. Like he's a 35-year-old quarterback. Like everybody goes at some time. Like people were like tore up, like, oh, I don't know. And yeah, he's 45 guys. Like he was going to retire. It was great. There was a lot of fun games involving the Patriots and the Bucks over the years he played. It was awesome. But like some people are like torn up, like he was a family member. Guess what? Tom Brady doesn't know you, he doesn't give a shit about you. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a lot of fun to watch though so yeah i pers- i uh, i worked through all my emotions about this last time he retired um and uh and then i proceeded to lose a bunch of money on this season so see you later I was, uh, it, it, and it is wild like, to, it, it, the only wild thing is the longevity because i was thinking and i've told the story i was in i was in a basement with a, a high school girlfriend during the tuck rule game Oh, no, but th- it's funny. I'm, I was thinking of that. I'm like, God, I was like a junior or senior in high school and during the tuck rule game. Yeah. Andy definitely made a forward pass in that inter- in- encounter. I could tell you that much. Shout out, um, shout out Marissa. No, <laughs> I know you did. Uh, but yeah, congrats. Right. Yeah, hit, hit the dusty trail. I, I enjoy. I'm glad that we don't. Have, yeah, I'm me. glad it makes the quarterback situations for next season more interesting. I guess now that we don't have to find a home for Tom. Um, let's talk about these teams, and we're going to go from top to bottom. Yeah, again, for, again, a little bit of housekeeping. Monday next week, it will be all props. It will be all kind of inter, You know, well, it'll be fun, rollicking, free flowing conversation about what we like props wise, and then Wednesday of next week will be the traditional deep dive of the Super Bowl, all aspects covered of the handicap. And hopefully at that time, uh, we got a little bit more information on some of the injuries, particularly for the Chiefs wide receivers. Uh, although the total ticking up should probably tell you something. Um, all that said, uh, let's go with Tankathon ranking here from 1 to 30, starting do you with remember, the Do you remember the first year Chicago we did this? Bears. 
we we had the tankathon, or we just pulled the draft order up. Oh yeah. And then yeah. the first time we got to a team that had traded their pick, we're like, oh, we already did Seattle. Like, what the fuck? We got to figure out who traded them this pick. So, well, going in the position that you would have if you didn't trade, or if you hadn't had your pick taken away from you for tampering. Miami. So that will be the order starting with your Chicago Bears. And what do you, oh my God, the timer started already. What, what are we doing? Just kind of just general thoughts about yeah. the draft, about what this team should do, questions to be answered. You, anything take you, it, you go first. You can take, you're in Bears orange. You can take this in any direction you like. Yeah. Everything centers around this number one pick. Everybody knows they want to trade it. They said that Fields is going to you know, be the guy, which makes sense. I know there's some people saying they should keep your cards closer to the vest. I don't think it was a, uh, you know, a big secret that they're looking to trade that pick. My hope for the Bears is that they bottle this. Nobody trades them, and they're forced to take a defender. Or better yet, a quarterback, and try to trade them later. I don't know. So uh, very interesting to watch over the next three months to see what happens with this number one pick. Yeah, I I don't think we have enough to judge uh, Aberflus yet. That was a tough season to judge field even. So sure, jury's out on this one. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to take it down to the one minute mark. And then- Bears tore it down to the studs. The question is, did they tear it too far? Uh, did they de- you know take all of the talent off this team to where? All of the cap space and all of the draft capital they have in the world cannot really solve these. Excuse me, cannot solve these problems. Question is, do they invest all that, uh, all those assets in offense and try to develop an offense with Justin Fields just to see what they got there? Because they're going to have to make a decision after his third season, really about what they're going to do for the future. So I think that you're going to see a hefty investment in offense, and I think the Bears defense coming into 2022 outside of uh, 2023 outside of their top pick i think it's probably gonna be one of the worst defenses in the nfl uh just based on the talent that you got there and where i think they will spend money but we shall see uh jury's still out on the coach jury's still out on fields jury's still out on the general manager too um what did you think of the things right the the trade for the wide receiver at this point looking back at it terrible <laughs> no, inexcusable is that the right word what's right, and let's the, move on what's your first spend in free agent like what the most O-line? amount of your free agent budget? What are you spending on O line? You're not getting you're not getting an O line that's helping you in the in the draft with your where you are situated in the draft. Um, all right, Houston Texans need a quarterback. Davis Mills is not the answer, uh, and realistically, I think you have more of a bright future in Houston than you have had in a long time because it seems like in the third try you may have gotten the coach decision correct. Now, you have signed Demeco Ryans for six years, so you better have gotten it correct <laughs> because you have now fired two coaches in a row and hired a third and signed him to in perpetuity, basically. Um, but Demeco Ryans looks like he has a vision for how to coordinate defense in the current state of the NFL, and he's got some players to work with, some young talent on that you know, defensive side of the football. So um, there is a ceiling where the Texans all of a sudden bounce quickly, but it 100% depends on getting the quarterback decision in the draft correct and to that degree do we know exactly who will be the best of these three not really uh i think there's pretty clear signal that from college at least bryce young is the guy but is he too small we shall see yeah and randy mitchell good point in the chat uh the positive for the texans the fc south is pretty (laughs) like it is pretty bad uh 
if the Jaguars continue to improve, obviously they're they should be your favorite. I, I would think the way that uh, that offense has looked at times. But yeah, the there's some wins to be had there, and truly, uh, the quarterback market is going to be very interesting. We're not great evaluators of talent when it comes to rookie quarterbacks. Basically, everything we've said over the last five years that wasn't Lamar related has been pretty wrong. Um, so I'm going to trust people better than me, and and I think that's a key too. I'm going to tr- I'm going to trickle over into draft betting with this one, because so much is going to revolve around who Houston likes, who the Colts like, who fucking five other teams like for a quarterback, and everything you do, looking at tape, looking at film, determining who you think the best quarterback is, does not mean fucking shit. Because <laughs> guess what? <laughs> Uh, polls isn't called no, none of their polls like uh, who am Cesario? I Pollard. Cesario, Pollard, all these GMs are not calling you they don't it's Correct. what they think you're gonna have to get the information on this to figure Correct. out what they think of these quarterbacks and it's often it's not the quarterback you like the best that ends up going high in their draft boards which is yeah. maddening but it's an informational bet I think at the end of the day the price is going to be too high for anyone to trade up to one and I think the Texans and the Bears just flip-flop Bears get a little extra capital after all that. We'll see. That's my prediction. Anyway, Andy, what do you think about the Arizona Cardinals? Well, this is a tough time to talk about them, isn't it? Yet? <laughs> we have. Is it, is it just the two teams now without coaches? Yes. Uh, Colton, uh, the next well, two teams are going to Colts. I mean, I mean <laughs> now there's starting to be a little steam around, and we'll get we'll we'll save this for the next one. But Cardinals do not have a coach. They need to get that figured out. Obviously. I think there's some steam behind a couple guys. And then we also have the injury to the most important player on the field that happened late enough in the season where that's concerning towards the beginning of the season. So I guess the biggest question for me heading into the season with the 49ers, despite what you think about their quarterback position, a rebuilding Seattle team and a Rams team that coming back healthy is still good. Mm-hmm. Is this is this a, a good opportunity to have like another tanking season just like you're in a weird spot with the murray contract but uh it doesn't feel like a go for it season so no no it feels like a a move on from murray season kind of well they have got too much invested in him i don't think they do honestly uh, the arizona cardinals are going to suck out loud next year they're going to be very 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 bad yes of course and i think uh if you want to know who the arizona cardinals are and you want to know how they you know the kyler murray contract is going to play out this they're basically the lions with matt stafford right like where you have you're paying kind of top end money to a quarterback who at the time like deserves the you know at least close to if not exact every dollar he's getting um but then the rest of the team is terrible the ownership is not giving you any advantages and your gm is a you know is a giant question mark slash atrocity last season so um i think bidwell is going to go cheap on coach i think this team's going to stink for two years and then they're going to fire that coach and really if you're an arizona cardinals fan you're looking at like 2026 uh how do we how are we doing <laughs> because bidwell's too cheap He's not paying Sean Payton. Get the hell out of here. No way. What what do you think the Sean Payton comp is going to be? 20? Probably. Yeah. I would. I mean, that seems seems realistic. And and Bidwell, but for for that, you know, Bidwell is going to be especially cheap in the cycle because he's paying Cliff Kingsbury to fuck off in Thailand. So, um, you know, I think we move on from there. And I will go first with the Indianapolis Colts, who, I mean, we've heard. 
sincerely that they have Jeff Saturday already under contract. Uh, I don't know if that's true. Uh, a lot of very connected people to Chris Ballard seem to say that Saturday is not the top contender anymore. So maybe cooler heads have prevailed and Ballard has circled enough people that Jim Mercer respects to get in his ear and say, no, we need to go in a different direction. Uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out. Ballard probably falls on his sword here and resigns. I would guess he probably should. I don't know that that's a functional situation with the way that the owner is handling things. Um, and again, like it's a team that is stocked with talent at positions that don't really matter. A lot of that talent showed their age last year, didn't perform very well. Uh, and you still don't have the quarterback situation figured out. And for all, like if there was one team that drafts a quarterback that I think picks wrong and then doesn't develop that quarterback well, it's probably the Colts. Uh, I mean, I don't know what signal you would have to say that they're going to get all that right. So Colts are in trouble. Yeah, this is uh, Cardinals and Colts. I put in the category of <clears throat> teams that are drafting in the top 10, most likely to draft in the top 10 again next year. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. like based Cardinals on and Colts, kind of yes. Cardinals for sure, but Colts for sure as well. Yes. Um, and yeah, there has been a little steam. I don't know if somebody came up to Ursay and like said, like a true friend, somebody actually trusts and be like, everybody's laughing at you because they think you're going to rehire Saturday. I mean, the problem is his best friend is Saturday. <laughs> I know. Like, I don't know if he has like a second best friend or, a, you know, maybe a BFF from before. So it'll, it'll be weird. And then yes, as Sam Lipscomb's pointing out, there is um, reports coming out that they have, you know, Ballard, yeah. I said Pollard, Ballard has a, uh, as a thing for tall guys, you know, he, since they will not draft a short quarterback, they have certain height and weight restrictions that they want to be his, his drug dealer, says Alex Hart. <laughs> <laughs> my, my pills guy is uh, giving me shit about Saturday. Not hopeful. We got a Pineapple but, Express situation. Bromance between the drug dealer and the Everything buyer, can yeah. turn around. Like I said, most likely, everything can turn around if you accidentally back your way into a good quarterback. They did yeah. it. They, what, how many years ago? That wasn't accidentally. Like, luck was great, but shit happens. Man. You need to develop that guy. And I mean, even the candidates that are realistically in contention here, I, I mean, Shane Steichen maybe can develop a quarterback. We'll see. Uh, you know, presumably that's the best bet. Anyway, Andy, uh, take it away with the Denver Broncos. You get, you get first crack at the uh, your opinion of the uh, Sean Payton deal. Yeah. So obviously not um, not drafting here. This was traded Seattle for Russell Wilson. I did see some glimpses of decent play by Russell Wilson late in the year. If you put that together with a competent coach, which I know a lot of people are ragging on him, like oh, he's been trading off that one Super Bowl win for a long time. Like the fact that he wants to get back into the league and he, and obviously the money's good, I feel like he still has a competitive drive to be a good coach. He's always been decent at hiring, you know. Uh, Man, I was a really good coordinator, which I guess Greg Williams was a good coordinator if you want results, maybe not a good person. So I think if you solve the coaching problem, and it doesn't matter what it costs, this team does have the money to pay him. It doesn't go against the cap. It's invaluable that you can you can have him for a decade or longer. Like I, I like the move to get a coach. Uh, now we just need to get healthy and get Russell Wilson back to playing like an above-average quarterback would be great. Yeah. Um Huge, huge question was, was it Hackett or Russ? Or how do you distribute the blame? 80-20? 50-50? 
100 zero? Uh, I don't think that we know the answer to that for sure, but I do think that the major problem with Russ is that he does not have the skill set to succeed in the current environment of the NFL on top of the fact that his talents are declining with age. Asian curve hit him, and in general, the league caught up to what he was good at, and is really not has not done him any favors. Accelerated the uh, the decline. Um, I would I will be pleasantly surprised if he is all of a sudden like a, the you know MVP caliber quarterback we remember from many years ago. Um, but I will, but that will uh, that's the that will be the um, the low probability outcome here. Peyton, I, I mean. I think it's a fine. I think it's a fine. It was a fine trade. The compensation they gave up was a lot, but it's, you know, late round first pick. It's you know, you you know, presumably if Peyton has recharged his batteries and is giving you uh, what you're expecting from him, uh, you know, that's going to seem cheap. Um, he can realistically, if Russell Wilson doesn't work out, he can realistically maybe the one of the only guys you would count on to be able to develop some insane low cost prospect uh, to do the job instead of Russell Wilson. If you have to figure out a way uh, to operate your franchise and succeed with Russell Wilson, not under center, but still paying him. Um, So worthy gamble. Um, A lot of talent on this team. They should be able to bounce back. Excited to see who the, you know, the coordinators they hire. Um, Interested to see if they can retain their defensive coordinator. uh, Ejiro Avero, who has been one of the hotter names in some of the coaching circles and who did a very good job last year, coordinating the defense for the Broncos. So um, definitely stuff would be positive for there, but I am not going to buy into the Russell Wilson experience until we are sure that he is uh, a better, you know, he is uh, settled into his role uh, more so than he did last year. The LA Rams, Andy. Yeah. Speaking so, of trading your picks away. And speaking of quarterbacks who needed UCL, unsurprisingly, it was a different NFC West quarterback who's going to yeah. go under the knife uh, for elbow surgery, not Matt Stafford. Um, that's somewhat concerning uh, because he certainly did not look right last year. I think giving him time off to rest and recuperate should be helpful. Um, but I don't know how you all of a sudden get the rest of these older players to be kind of their former selves and get a healthy season out of them. The injury bug hit them with it like an ant drop fell on them like an anvil. Um, and there's, yeah, I mean, when you have, when you don't have draft choices and when you don't have young talent that is backfilling your aging stars, then what ha- when those aging stars get hurt, you get what the Rams got last year in terms of performance. It was awful. Uh, and I think they still have a lot, a lot of problems with this roster. Um, and, you know, one year bounce is not going to help things, especially because they don't have any first round draft capital. Um, could really use it this year. A fifth pick would have been nice. Uh, they're going to get Cooper Cup back. He's still, he's still awesome. They're going to get Aaron Donald back. He's still awesome. But without Stafford kind of being at the level he was on their Super Bowl run um, and without the offensive line. Uh, this is still a talent-efficient team. It is crazy that it has not even been a year since this team has won a Super Bowl. They're drafting sixth. Obviously, it was the the thesis we had in the preseason two years ago. Like, hey, this team's super fragile, and it's going to take like two <laughs> injuries to, for them to have a top ten pick. I bet we said that. Like, hey, this is a Super Bowl contender. But they're also a uh, lottery, which is not something you know what I mean when I say lottery, though. Yeah, yeah. And it happened. It finally did happen. Um, I'm surprised McVay's coming back. Uh, I guess that's a plus for them. They still have a lot of good players. They just got to get healthy, and I think they can compete in the West. It'll be interesting to see what they do going forward, though, with no draft capital for a while. 
And I'm interested to see what Detroit does here with the pick. So number seven <laughs> is your, I don't know. I have to wait for Dan to put the banner up. Vegas Raiders. Vegas Raiders. This is a weird one too, isn't it? Now, um, if I'm, I'm going to only talk about Derek Carr. If I'm Derek Carr, uh, I am running full bore in every event. <laughs> I am bouncing off guys. I am, I'm doing somersaults and backflips and front half springs with half twists. Because if he gets hurt at the Pro Bowl, the Raiders have to pay his full contract out next year. I might, I might just tear my knee on purpose just to spite them. That that would be. A, I don't know if I could injure myself on purpose. I don't have the stomach for that, but it is it is an odd uh, an odd situation for him. So we'll see. This is another. Uh, you know, the quarterback market is going to be very, very. Uh, it's a supply demand thing right now, and the supply is not meeting the demand for teams with higher draft picks looking for quarterbacks. This will be another team that may look to move around in the draft or just see who they can get at seven. That is the biggest question mark outside of what does Josh McDaniels do in year two to not be such a terrible fucking coach. Yeah, uh, and there may not be a right answer for that because he may just be who he, he, may, he is. Who he is. Um, I would say that uh, their draft choice is seven is kind of the worst case scenario. Um, the top three quarterbacks are going to be gone, realistically. I don't think you can sit at seven and expect to find your quarterback of the future. And your other options were to go after Tom Brady. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, so I, I think like you pro- you're probably stuck in a position where you either have to overpay to get into the rare air where you can draft uh, your quarterback of the future, or you just take best player available, whoever slides out of that top six mix, which is going to be a really good player. Like there's some really decent talent, you know, and particularly on the def- defensive side of the ball, which, oh, by the way, you could use help mm-hmm. with. Um, and you know, I think realistically, if they are eyes wide open about exactly how far away they are from competing for a championship, they just, they dabble in the free agent market. They see if they can get a, a, a vet on a cheap deal. And if they can't, then, um, you know, they, they, uh, they do like what Seattle did last year and let Drew Locke and some other vet compete for, you know, compete in camp and hope that they, uh, strike gold. So, um, yeah, it's not a lot of hope here for Vegas because they are in the tough one of the tougher divisions uh, with the Chargers and the Chiefs clearly over them and the Broncos potentially leaping them. Oops. Number eight. Atlanta Falcons. Um, seven and ten. They were only one game out of winning their division, but they did not win their division. We are presumably in the mix for Lamar Jackson. I think I would give up whatever it takes, but you know, the Baltimore Ravens apparently are going to exclusively franchise tag tag Jackson. So this may be a, let's kick the tires on Desmond Ritter, see if he's the future. And if not, then we'll go after a guy next year, but boy, oh boy, does it feel like they have kicked the can down the road for a lot of years in a row now. Um, and there's probably going to be a little bit of pressure from ownership to go do something, make a splash here at the quarterback position. Uh, I didn't see any spark from Desmond Ritter, really, really. I didn't see the team play well around him. You got some talent on your offensive side of the ball. You got a scheme that worked this last year pretty effectively. You need talent on the defensive side of the ball badly. You exist in a winnable division, though. And so if you do figure out the quarterback position, either from within the house, you know, from within your own house because of your development of Ritter or you go get a guy, um, no reason to think you can't win the South and get a playoff spot. 
Oh, yeah, this division is going to suck, guys. This is where Atlanta <laughs> drafted last year. They didn't move. This is where they took Drake London. Ask me how I know. I was going through <laughs> draft results from last year. And boy, we, we, got a, we got down on that a few different ways. Uh, hopefully, yeah, we, yeah. hopefully they telegraph their punch again in this coming draft. Yeah, Lamar's the dream. Um, but I don't know. I, I think uh, maybe you're far enough away from thinking you can actually compete in the NFC as a whole that you give Ritter a season and just see, you know, what can he do with a full off season to prep as the starter? What can he do working with the, you know, with the ones all through camp, all through training camp and preseason and everything. I'd love to, I guess I'd love to find out. He wasn't atrocious at times and he didn't have all his weapons. Like let's get him a full complement of weapons. Let's work on improving this defense a little bit. Uh, a little more help on offense wouldn't hurt, but boy, they could use some help in basically all three levels of the defense. So I, I don't know where I haven't looked at a lot of mocks yet. I think this could be a defensive pick depending who falls from them. But I also don't, I don't think the trade back is, you know, such a bad idea. Hmm. Yeah, that doesn't really feel like that's in their DNA, but uh, we'll see. But um, it is—it is a new GM. We have—we've only in—you know—we're only in year two in the new one, so it'd be cool to get uh, cool to get something to help that defense. I mean, realistically, if you're Atlanta, you're hoping and praying that Lamar Jackson is available via exclusive, a non-exclusive franchise. Yeah, that's the only thing that really jumpstarts your jam. Yeah, I don't think it's a jump. Carolina here. Panthers, Carolina. Andy. Go ahead, Carolina Panthers. Your Carolina Panthers have hired a coach. And I don't know if I've ever been good at judging how coaching hires, which I don't know. Like, I'm fine with it. We liked him before. I don't know if it was a great situation uh, at the last stop. Sometimes I, I think it's similar to what we saw, which is funny because he was in Philly, but maybe something we saw with Doug up in Philly with the coaching or excuse me, the management up there where they just didn't see eye to eye and the, the decision tree was fucked, which is how I think it is in Indy. So I'm excited about this because they do have some decent pieces here and there. You've got some good defenders. You've got a pass rusher. You've got a good corner. There's some pieces on offense. We'll see where they go with the quarterback position, I guess. I have no idea what's happening there. They're another one that could be in the mix to take a quarterback here. In the first round, they could move up. I'm not sure what the what the rub is there, but everything kind of depends on who's starting at quarterback and what Wright can do with them. I really, really love this young nucleus. Love it. Both sides of the ball. Yeah. I think you're talented at all the right places. I thought the hire of Frank Reich was very good. Uh, and I think I think is Frank Reich the best coach in your division? Yeah. Better than Art Smith, better than Dennis Allen, better Allen, than yeah. better than Todd Bowles. Um, yeah. I, I I like everything about the Panthers. I'm I am selfishly hoping that the quarterback that they end up with is a little bit underwhelming, like a little bit. People are a little disappointed, and that that cools off the market on what their win total and their divisional price is. Because I'm betting the Panthers to win the division. Um, in the blind <laughs> just because the nucleus young nucleus is so good. Like they could make a quarterback. If they get the quarterback just, play, they can win the division. Yeah. It, but if they get, if they get the quarterback, play, the rest of the team is so good. It could just make the quarterback not matter as much. Really? I mean, we saw a lot of teams with shitty quarterbacks do fine last year. So Panthers can do it too. I like this team. All right. Take me to same division down to the big easy. Speaking of worst coaches. 
Yeah. Uh, not, and again, not picking here. This is Philadelphia's pick. Good job by Philly. <sighs> top 10 pick and be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Saints, uh, I mean, they are, they were living on the, um, on the, uh, heirs of their amazing draft in 2017 through the last three years and slowly but surely that has become less and less meaningful and now you all of a sudden look at your roster and you look at some of your later your recent draft choices and you're like holy shit where is the talent on this team how come we don't have any cap space like this is a wild wild uh, situation when you look at who is available for them in 2023 and what they're paying um I do not love the I do not love the young core. There's a lot of fragile pieces on here. Um, Chris Olave, great choice last year, but you gave up this pick in order to get him. <laughs> like, didn't, isn't this wasn't this the price basically? Um, that's a big price, and uh, you know now he was your only real threat in the passing game last year. Um, everybody's a year older. Yeah, more attrition everywhere across the roster. Um, stupid decision to get let go of cjgj i mean just mismanagement from the talent uh, side of things uh, i think has doomed this team and I, I would expect them to take a meaningful step back from seven and ten yeah um i'm i'm not sure on dennis allen again it, it was hard to judge with the the quarterback situation being what it was this year but what from what i did see I don't think the second chance was maybe merited. And I guess this is my time to apologize for having a Dennis Allen coach of the year ticket. That's how I approached the NFC South being a bad division. Said so maybe he just wins 11 games and they give him the, give him a trophy for it. So that did not happen. They do not have this pick. Like you said, they're living off the merits of a draft that happened five years ago and <laughs> everybody else has been injured. They don't know what they're doing at quarterback. This could be, the second worst team in the division only because Tampa gets tumbling so far. Yeah. And Oh, by the way, some of the guys that you drafted, uh, they're not in that draft that were amazing. They're not even playing for you anymore. Uh, Marcus Williams walked out the door. Trey Henderson, Trey Hendrickson walked out the door. Um, yeah, you're, you're, uh, you're starting to get very lean talent wise. Uh, and it's a problem. Let's move on to Tennessee Titans. Um, were they tanking Andy? Yeah, the Tennessee Titans was in the quiet quit. <sighs> the quiet quit. Um, yeah. I, no, I mean Tann Tannehill was hurt, but it did give you a it did give you a nice look at your young quarterback, and then you got to find out that <laughs> you learned quick. Uh, you learned Quickly. quick that that was a bad draft pick. Like, mm -hmm. and granted, this was not a first round draft pick. In fact, it wasn't even a was it a second? I think it was like a third round draft pick. Third round, yeah. Yeah, so you didn't waste a super high draft pick on a quarterback. You did find out it's probably not your quarterback in the future. So at least you have that information. Uh, you, you don't – you need to get some receivers healthy. You have a really aged out running back at this point. He's still good, but Christ, he's getting old. Like I don't have a lot good to say about this team. I think yeah. this, this team could finish third or fourth in their division next year. Yeah. Um they don't have the quarterback situation figured out. They're going to cut ties. They're not going to pay Tannehill that money, I don't think. No. Um, they have a good coach, uh, a, a leader of men. Um, they have a bad offensive line. They have a great defense. And I think realistically, they are in exactly the same position that they were <laughs> one year ago. They don't have the answers to really compete offensively in a very tough AFC. 
Uh, I think they got to, they basically have to use their entire draft to try to reshape this offense. And honestly, if I'm the Titans, I'm going for all O line and skill position players this cycle. And I'm thinking about quarterback next year. Uh, I think you get a cheap quarterback this year and you take your licks, you let your defense win you some games, uh, and then you try again in 2024. Uh, this Titans team, I don't rate as, um, you know, meaningfully likely to win the AFC South next year. Yeah. Although they'll beat the Colts twice. <clears throat> <laughs> There's something. Yeah, boy. <laughs> if uh, Jacksonville to go like uh, Jacksonville's division win record should be set at five and a half, but like minus one twenty to the under. Oh, you know, just... one last kind of tiny comment on the Titans. If Vrabel has final say on the roster, and if he brings Tannehill back at that cost, then they're uber fucked. And they and can't, they can't fix the O line and the wide receiver position. Then and... you're looking at Vrabel first coach fired, and then he gets a job right away the next year. <laughs> That's possible, I guess. Right. But you know, you know, then you're looking at uh, Vrabel reliving the the Bill O'Brien experience, where he's making decisions about the roster, and like you're just like, good God Almighty, he just sent Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, I said five point five, Dan. Yeah, he he just sent Jeffrey Simmons to the. Uh, uh, you know, to a division rival for a running back. Cleveland Browns, downtown Cleveland Browns. This is a tough one too, wasn't it? And again, this is this pick is gone because they uh, they shipped it for a quarterback from the the penal colony. <laughs> uh, we should nothing, and we should have said nothing. this in the Texans part. Like Texans have two pretty high picks. That yeah, helps. Texans have a lot of draft capital and a decent nucleus. <clears throat> Cleveland, huge red flag about the fit between Watson and Stefanski, which means if it doesn't work this year, Stefanski's probably getting fired. And I I don't know that I, it, I – we may be realistically reliving like Denver at, at Lake level. Um with Russell Wilson making all that money and being useless. Like it's possible that you're going to feel that way about Watson halfway through this season. Nothing about the way he played quarterback last year gave me a lick of confidence that he's going to be competitive in a super, super tough division in a super tough conference. Cleveland Browns have an in- a ridiculously tough schedule. They had an easy schedule last year. Jacoby Brissett outperformed him for Christ's sakes. Yeah. Brissett should be a pro bowler. Yeah. Um, Randy Mitchell saying exactly what I was thinking a little, I had this phrased a little differently. I was going to bet Cleveland to win the AFC because if, uh, if Watson just needed time with the team and he can return to his top level form, he is a top three quarterback in the AFC who has Amari Cooper and good tight ends on the team and a pretty good offensive line at defense with a bunch of pieces still. I would also bet them to finish fourth in their division because if, if it doesn't work, it's just going to fall apart. And there could be a mid-season firing of Stefanski. This team, just yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a lot of good predictions. I want to say this team has one of the widest distributions of results come next year. I'm, I'm just prepare yourself. I'm going to be throwing ice cold water on any enthusiasm about the Browns. That offensive line is great as run blockers. They're going to give Deshaun Watson time so that he can scramble around and not make a decision and ultimately take a sack. Like it, Watson is just an a perfect fit for what the Browns are from a construction standpoint 
at every other place on the roster and at the head coaching position. And I don't see that being fixed in one offseason. They fucked up. Jets. And they sold their soul to do it. Congratulations, Cleveland. Go for it. Oh, is this me? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, okay, how's he going to look in? How's he going to Aaron Rodgers, how's he going to look in in Jet Green? My first, uh, my first win in the offseason may be Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, and they probably the way they phrased it was first snap of the season taken by Aaron Rodgers. So it'd be funny when he gets hurt in preseason and it's somebody else, and I don't end up cashing that. But it is looking there's a lot of smoke, and there's starting to be a little fire around Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. He looked good at times. He just didn't seem to want to put in the work with these young guys, which is it's the same situation, but maybe he gets rejuvenated by uh, a different coaching staff, a different environment, uh, some pretty good young players, Brees Hall returning eventually, Garrett Wilson being very good. They have some pieces, and they have a top 15 pick. If you get, uh, well, I'm guessing this pick is gone if they get Aaron Rodgers, but... Would you rather have somebody at the 13th pick or would you rather have a, you know, a franchise quarterback for three, four years? Probably the latter. I think that's mm-hmm. what they do. Yeah, I think so too. And honestly, this team on paper with Rodgers as the quarterback, you're going to be able to make a credible case that it's the most talented roster in football. That doesn't mean I'm going to bet on the Jets. <laughs> like it's still, uh, it's still a very, uh, you know, a tricky proposition that Hackett is going to get the most out of Rodgers at this stage in his career because for sure Rodgers' performance slipped last year. He looks like he's dealing with some of the uh, physical problems, even beyond just the mental stuff. Um, you know, he was not 100 percent at any point last season. This may just be an age thing at this point. Everybody gets old. He may be old now. Um, so I think I, I think I will be cautiously. Uh, you know, prepared to. I, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late to the Jets party ultimately if they are as good as they can be with Rodgers playing well. Because the rest of that roster is absolutely fucking loaded, um, and they're they, they seem to have a decent uh, decent head coach. So, um, no, yeah. The, not only on have they drafted well, I thought they developed well. So, oh, they developed very that's well. Just, that's just yeah. good news for anyone who's under 25 in this team. Yeah. And then you throw in a leader like Aaron. <clears throat> Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you think there's? Do you think uh, Rogers has any hesitance about going to the Jets because he doesn't want Brett Favre's sloppy seconds? I don't know. He dates a new girl every couple of years. He's not afraid of sloppy seconds. You think he's at all concerned about being under the New York microscope? That is that is worrisome. He hasn't always handled the media all that well. No. But I mean, no. he can just go shit talk them on. Uh, on McAfee, he doesn't. I don't know. He's, yeah. he's such a don't give a fuck Good attitude. Um, and it's further away from his parents. So, New England. New England. New England made a decent move at the offensive coordinator position, bringing Bill O'Brien back into yes. the fold. Uh, <laughs> Patrick. Uh, that's good. Um, I don't know that Bill O'Brien has the goods to develop Mac Jones into a top 10 quarterback, which is what you need from him to be competitive in an AFC that is just loaded with talent. Um, I don't love what's going on with the pass catching situation in New England. They they could very much, honestly, they kind of had to make a tough choice. Are we going to go get DeAndre Hopkins or are we going to get Bill O'Brien? Because you can't have both um, because of the history between those two players. Uh, and so they elect to go Bill, Bri- Bill O'Brien. Now that's a huge upgrade over Patricia. 
surely it's a huge upgrade over whatever the fuck Joe judge was doing. Um, and I think, you know, getting Mac Jones back on a development track where you're getting something out of him this year is hugely important for any kind of late stage Belichick competitive, you know, competitiveness. Um, and I think, uh, you know, the defense is going to be the defense under Belichick and the offense is going to entirely depend on what you do with the wide receiver tight end of running back position. Yes, seventh most cap space coming into the season. Mm. Uh, I know I'm just giving you a rank. They still have like a quarter of what the Bears have to spend, but they do have some cap space. I think you definitely need to address a few things. Getting a pass catcher for Bill O'Brien to work with is going to be paramount to be turning Mac Jones into an above-average quarterback that you're comfortable rolling out with and using in your future plans over like a you know a five-year plan. What's the five-year plan? Not to die. But yeah, like having him in your, your future plans to build around something. If you don't have to worry about a quarterback, it makes everything else easier to kind of put into place. Like, hey, we need to address this, this, and this, and here's how we do it. Everything sucks when you're still worried about a quarterback. So uh, if he can develop him by the having an actual offensive coordinator and getting a receiver in there, Pats could be a decent team this year. Yeah, I, maybe some glimmer that Belichick hasn't quit on Mac Jones would be nice too. Yeah. Uh, the other the other half of the Aaron Rodgers uh, equation, I guess, the Green Bay Packers are in a bit of a weird spot with – I know the Bears probably still suck, but you never know because they have so much to spend. The Lions are definitely on the ascension. And frauds or not, the Vikings still have a pretty decent roster where their 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 floor feels like eight wins. You know, they they feel like a uh, they're probably going to be similar to next year, where it's a a middling team with upside. So Green Bay might be in kind of a tough spot here with uh, starting with Jordan Love. Haven't seen a lot of him, and again, we don't know that's one hundred percent the case. It sure doesn't seem like Rodgers ever takes another snap in North Appleton again. Um, so I really kind of curious on what happens with this team, what they get for draft capital. If they're drafting here and they're drafting two picks ago, you got a lot of, you got a lot of maneuvering you can do in this draft as far as trading one of those back and getting a bunch of shots at places that you need, you know, uh, positions that you need to start addressing to try to help a young quarterback, which I mean, they have a bunch of young receivers. I would just work on developing them and shore up that defense, maybe find one more offensive lineman. This is, this is a team that could be good in two years, like great in two years if Jordan Love works out. Yeah. Um, I don't have a strong opinion on Love, obviously, but boy, oh boy, does everybody in that organization have a lot of incentive to make Love work. Oh my God. Whatever you have to do, I think you have to do it. Um, and honestly, if that means you use all of the draft capital you get, in the Aaron Rodgers trade to the Jets to draft wide receivers, I think you that's what you do. Um, and that would be hysterical symmetry in and of itself. Um, I would say that the shoring up the defense is a tougher ask because they've invested a shit ton of capital on the defensive side of the ball in the last handful of drafts, and it ain't working. And I don't know that you just flip a switch and all of a sudden these guys who aren't playing well all of a sudden do. Um, so that's a little bit of But you nailed it. The issue is the rest of the NFC North might be a lot better than they were this last year. And you might be not as good. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Washington right. Commanders. Commanders. Biggest question about the Commanders as we head into the offseason is what is going on with the ownership group? Is 
Daniel Snyder going to make $7 billion selling this franchise to Jeff Bezos? We all wonder. Um, at the point in time where the commanders change ownership, do they change coach? Also a big question mark. Ron Rivera has not seemed particularly engaged in putting together a staff for next season, which I think should concern everybody who is a commanders fan. Um, and I think realistically, uh, more questions than answers at a lot of key parts of this roster. You got some good wide receivers. You got some decent talent on your D line. You don't got anything else <laughs> like there is a little bit of a you have some assets. If you wanted to accumulate future draft capital, you could send some of those bona fides and get really good picks for them, I would guess. Um, or you can try to develop on the fly. But I don't think it's necessarily going to work because the quarterback is going to be too tough of a question to answer. So commander's yeah. in a bad spot. Bad. You, you hit on most of my points. The biggest thing probably being. Rivera might know he's a lame duck and might just be uh, kind of biding his time, which sucks for all involved. I'm going to use my time to discuss the Fanatic sports book that opened there. What the <laughs> fuck? Like, the season's over. Nobody's driving to FedEx to place a bet. You have mobile sports betting in Maryland. You can just pull up your phone and bet on DraftKings. Who's driving to the stadium to go place a, a paper bet at the at FedEx Field when there's no football game, I know there's other events like if you go to the outdoor expo or God knows, it's not even a dome, so you can't even have like basketball tournaments and shit there. It makes no sense. I'm just I've been thinking about this for a month. Somebody <laughs> somebody in the DMV area has to set me straight on this. Just wild that they spend all this money. The book looks nice. Congrats, fanatics. Um, <laughs> Pittsburgh, especially because as soon as they freaking sell the team, then DC is going to cough up the land to build a new stadium downtown. Yeah, you, you can go and see the the Sean Taylor just a just an abomination of a of a memorial to a great player. It basically went to Sears and bought an old mannequin and put his jersey on it. Like they just have not done anything right ever. It. It's a team that it. has like multiple Super Bowl wins. This is a proud franchise. It's mm -hmm. been around for a long time, guys. Let's get this sold to somebody who cares and turn this team around, especially now that they have a name that's not like super offensive. The Pittsburgh Steelers, which might be offensive to the steel industry, God bless them hearts. Um, Tomlin still has never had a losing record. Randy Mitchell. I don't know if this guy is from uh Western Pennsylvania, but Randy Mitchell sounds like a goddamn steel country name. Like this guy has mined some anthracite in his day. Ah, uh, Kenny Pickett. He exceeded my expectations, but my expectations were so freaking low that I don't even <laughs> think that's a compliment. So <sighs> he was really rough in spots where he was behind. Uh, he kind of went YOLO ball on me. It's concerning. He talked about how he's willing to do that, which is maybe more concerning. Like, you still don't want to give up possessions. I know you're young. But, uh, this is a, a weird roster, too, with some guys aging out and the defense continuing to take steps back. I wonder how long, how much longer Tomlin sticks around. I think he'll leave on his own accord. But yeah, Matt Canada, Kenny Pickett, the defense, too many questions here for me to take them seriously in the AFC. Yeah, uh, this it feels Jay, like Jay hits it right. They're in purgatory. They're in purgatory, but you know what? It feels like a nine and eight season is coming. Um, they do just enough to get over five hundred again because nobody in the Steelers is willing to be uh, on the wrong side. You know, be Tomlin's first losing team. Um, 
good some talent on defense. If they stay healthy, the day defense Mike is gonna keep them in games. Um they made one of the most egregious coaching decisions of this cycle in bringing back Matt, back Matt Canada. Matt Canada is not the answer at offensive coordinator. Surprise! You didn't know that? What? You don't know how to self-evaluate? I mean, I guess you want to keep a little bit of continuity for your developing quarterback for a second year in a row so he doesn't have to learn a new scheme. Okay. Uh, I'm, But I am very, very surprised that they looked at the way that that offense was coordinated last year and they decided... We got one more of these in us. It's going to be even better next year because I certainly didn't see any of those flashes. And, uh, you know, if this team succeeds, it's because the defense, it's because of the talent that you have on that side of the ball and the offense doing just enough to get to like 20 points um, nine times. (laughs) So best of luck, Steelers. Uh, You know, maybe they make a wild card spot, but I think the AFC is too talented. Moving yeah, on. Seven, seven seeds not out of the realm of possibilities with nine. Oh, no, sure. You're de- our Detroit Lions. The roar. <laughs> Super Bowl. Or bust. Tough to yeah. say, really. Uh, what is the uh, okay? Really, the expectation for this team is going to be sky high coming into the season because they finished so so strongly, um, and they are well coached. They have a a nucleus that is as good or better than any other kind of. Um, uh, you know, marginally competitive, but out on the outside looking in type of team. Um, bonafide wide receivers, bonafide in the trenches, both sides of the ball, developing cornerbacks that are started that played a lot better down the stretch than the beginning part of the year. Um, and presumably decent relationship with an offensive coordinator and a quarterback to where you're getting 99th percentile kind of results out of Jared Goff. Like, keep that going. Um, I don't know. This is a this is a team that's fun to get excited about because of what it would mean to the city of Detroit and just in general, fun story to be a part of if they go on a, some sort of run. But uh, at the same time, they may get to the playoffs, get a playoff win, and that turns out to be their Super Bowl. So I'm not going to get over my skis on what I think about their chances to win uh, win the NFC. Yeah, I like them. I think they have a shot to win the division. Um, I mean, they have a middle round pick here. They have a lot going on. Somebody pointed out Deuce Staley. That's funny because I joked yeah. about him when when we when we dogged on um, you know when we dogged on Peterson. Like, was he really the reason they made it to the Super Bowl? You know, and we talked about all the guys. It's Deuce Staley was one of the guys on that roster, and now he did follow Frank Reich, another uh, part of that Eagles team, that coaching staff. He followed him down to Carolina. It's another reason to like Carolina. I think Deuce Staley did a really good job with the running backs of Detroit. You said it. I forgot that, but you're right. Yeah, so I, I can't remember who said it in chat. I just uh, should throw it to Nick C because he brought that up. I, I almost forgot about that part. Good. I think that's a good hire by Carolina. But we're on Detroit, and yeah, I I have a high upside for this team. They need to keep backfilling. I said this two years ago that this is like a two-year rebuild. I was actually pretty impressed with the record this year and some of the offensive outputs. A ways to go, but they're they're on the right track. Yeah, they may run into a problem if they go outside a bunch this year. And Goff isn't as good. They had a lot of indoor games this year because of their schedule. Uh, Goff's tiny hands is kind of the one thing that may hold them back. That said, they're locked to win the NFC North. All right. And that is all the teams that didn't make the playoffs. Now we're into the wild card losers. Mm. Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. Ooh. Ooh. Now, if we're ranking these teams from the from next year's records, 
we would have we'd have probably got to Tampa Bay a lot earlier. Oh yeah. I'm very, very down on this coaching staff. They suddenly have a the most important roster spot to fill. The running back room is shit. I think they have a bunch of guys up for free agency. I don't think they have really any cap space whatsoever. Looks like they have, yeah, the third fewest amount. They have a negative $29 million cap space so far. Hmm. Getting Brady up will help. But uh, this is, yeah, this is a contender for the basement in the NFC South, depending on what happens at quarterback, I guess. So, you know, they could bring in somebody like, uh, I don't know if you want to, I don't know who's, who's your best uh, free agent quarterback right now. Darnold? Garoppolo. Garoppolo, Garoppolo is going to move now, I think, because of it should be Trey, and then you'll have Purdy backing up come midseason. You bring in another. Okay, Nick Mullins is back. But, yeah, Garoppolo, <laughs> and they said it in the presser day, he's not coming back. So Jimmy G to the Raiders, Jimmy T to the Bucks. those don't feel like bad moves. Car? Car, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how to evaluate this team based on what's going to happen. We need a quarterback. Bring back Jameis, Patrick says. There we go. Ooh. Uh, Blaine Gabbert currently QB1 on the depth chart. <clears throat> not, uh, not good. Um, yeah, I mean, if Tampa gets, if Tampa wins four games next year, I don't think any of us are going to be surprised. Uh, yes, they have some talent pieces still available on the defense, but there's going to be attrition. Uh, there could be attrition on the offense too. I, I mean, it's yeah. it, it, this is not going to be a smooth transition where it's just reload instead of rebuild, I don't think. Um, and uh, did uh, Leftwich uh, got the boot, yep. but Todd Bowles has not replaced him in terms of uh, offensive coordinator, which I think is somewhat telling. I would not be surprised if they wait until they figure out what exactly they're going to do at quarterback until they hire the offensive coordinator. Because yep. if you go in the other direction, you might end up with Todd Bowles gets fired and every clean house next uh, before you you know bring in a whole new, um, you know, an entirely new regime to draft the future and, re- and start from scratch. Um, so, uh, bad team, bad team. Oh, Matt, Matt Patricia in for uh, offense coordinator. Now that he's got experience as an OC, uh, you know, hey man, it puts you in contention to to draft Caleb Williams next year. And it, then, it's funny, it's funny yeah. that uh, you know at this time last year, there was a lot of talk about Leftwich as what the, the Jags head coach. Yeah, like you know, he's taking an OC job instead of head coaching job. Wow. How the how the tables have turned? Um, it's crazy that we're saying here's a team that has a lot more solid look at their quarterback spot. Number twenty, the Pacific North Northwest's finest Seattle Seahawks. Drew. Yeah, I don't think a repeat getting to the playoffs is out of the question for the Seahawks at all. I don't think a repeat performance of uh, what you got out of uh, Geno Smith is out of the question at all. Uh, decent young nucleus. You managed to hit on two tackles and two cornerbacks in a draft last year and got outstanding play from those guys for a full season. And now you have an embarrassment of riches in terms of draft capital with the fifth overall pick and the 20th overall pick. And as long as you don't bottle those two picks... You're going to have a really, really decent team next year. Um, I'm guessing that they keep Geno Smith on some sort of club-friendly number. 
Uh, and, and at that point, it's a matter of Shane Waldron and Gino with another offseason to kind of fine-tune what worked and what didn't. This could be a really good team next year. I would put them pretty clearly at number power rank them number two in the West after the Niners. Um, and I think if the you know if the draft works out and you get develop those that young talent, then they could threaten the Niners depending on what happens with the quarterback situation in San Fran. And uh, real quick, uh, Link Calhoun. If anybody's tried to contact him, he's in a Twitter timeout. <laughs> so he's texting the shit out of me because we're trying to figure out our one and done tonight. So I just had to tell him. I said, "Hey, Cal, I'm doing the deep dive. Hmm. Classic. Um, I'll, I'll communicate with the boys after the show." And he apologized because he's a polite man. I said, "No, don't worry, don't worry. It's not your fault." And he said, "Say hi to Dan and Drew for me." So Cal says hi. I think the same thing. I think the same thing as you uh, and a lot of the market right now about Seattle just going back to Geno. If you can get a cap, a cap friendly, team friendly deal honestly, like you're in pretty good shape. You have a couple wide receivers. You got a young running back. You get some pieces on the line. You got some pieces on defense. And it's it's really a, a nice spot to kind of rebuild. You don't have high expectations because you have the Niners in the division. I think like a five, six, seven seed is your spot. And yeah, they, they actually have quite a bit of cap space. So this is this is kind of a nice spot for them. I think they can I think they can expect be a wild card team that should be their expectations and they should yeah. you know their their goal should be to push san francisco next year yeah tough uh tougher schedule for the west afc west I mean, nfc west next year they got to play the nfc east and they got to play the uh afc north uh so a lot of cross component across yeah. opponents who are pretty pretty decent but again like they should be even better uh i don't see any real attrition on this team and you got a bunch of young guys who get another yeah. year of development so so yeah, final, final thought. They should be better, but the NFC should be better. Mm-hmm. And the schedule is uh, tougher, so the it next, probably keeps the, them in the same yeah. spot. The next team on uh, Tankathon is Miami, but they're grayed out with a uh, giant green exclamation point and bold word forfeited. Um, if you Miami. disagreed with this, if you disagreed with the ruling here about forfeiting their pick because of tampering, and you thought that was a dumb, uh, a dumb punishment, like I did. I think we can come around on it and say maybe they should have a pick forfeited for being so bad at keeping their quarterback safe. <laughs> like, so kind of a ball don't lie moment. Like, Hey, this team didn't deserve to have a pick. They were shitty about something. And that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing coming into this is like the health of Tua. Honestly, there's, there's a decent case to be made for like that guy should retire. And it's funny. The news came out. He cleared concussion protocol because he's in the pro bowl. So that came out as like a health news. Like, He's not going to play, which thank God, like he's not going to go out there and get hit again or something playing dodgeball. Yeah, this this organization, as much as I like to hire, kind of messy with uh, the health stuff. And it could have just been bad luck with so many quarterbacks getting hurt. It happens sometimes at San Francisco. Uh, but the roster is still decent enough to compete in this division. The, the concern is you might have Aaron Rodgers come into your division and you might have a Patriots team that suddenly clicks with a bunch of cap space and an actual OC. Things are not looking like they're going to get easier for the young McDaniel. Exactly. That's the huge problem here. Um, you overachieved a little bit in your first half of your first season, which is always a bad sign for longevity at the coaching position, you know? 
you anchored like you know we kind of got to the halfway point of the first season and we're like oh man mcdaniels is good mcdaniel is good mcdaniel's good he's well, this, this this team is good they have a lot of good players like Tua is good he's an mvp candidate and then it was downhill from there um and if you regress this year then the pressure is going to be massive in year three and there's reason to think you may regress this year because of how challenging your division is how difficult your schedule is and the fact that you still have massive holes in this roster uh your offensive line is weak your defense was poor when it mattered most this season um yeah, secondary is getting old. Uh, you don't have a defensive coordinator right now uh, because apparently the deal that you offered to Fangio wasn't enough. I don't know. Um, but there are, you know, this team could click and be competitive, but uh, I got a ton of questions right now uh, and need to see what they do with their offseason. This is funny. Why didn't we put this? I, I literally, I, I drew myself a roadmap and then I crammed it in my ass, apparently. I mentioned the Niners and the and the. Dolphins in the same breath about getting quarterbacks hurt and for some reason didn't make the connection out of my own mouth. Like the that's crazy that I just couldn't even say that out loud. But it is crazy. The the, uh, the way you run your offense. That's kind of the, is there's another crazy thing, which is the next team we're gonna talk about also happens to be like like Shanahan. Shanahan has the monkey paw curse, which is that we're gonna yeah. give you all of the great we're going to give you, oh, you want to be the best offensive mind in the game? No problem. We're going to hurt every quarterback that ever plays for you. Um, and that apparently a trans, you know, that, that trickles down to all of his uh, under, you know, his tree. Um, the Chargers are also cursed. Um, they need to exercise the demons in some way, shape, or form uh, before they take on this season. Um, this front office coaching situation, it's a hot mess. Brandon Staley obviously got neutered because of what happened two years ago was just kind of doing whatever was asked of him this last year. Uh, you know, came up with some good defensive schemes when he was against bad opponents, but ultimately uh, couldn't get a playoff win, even though he had a 27 point lead or whatever it was. Um, the firing of Joe Lombardi to me is a positive. The hiring of Kellen Moore is a possible positive. Um, I don't know that we really know what Kellen Moore is, but uh, it, it's an exciting possibility to see how those two uh, find synergy in L.A. Um, a lot of issues with speed and wide receiver room, a lot of issues with health of the offensive line, uh, and certainly some issues with how good the run defense can be at times uh, that needs to be addressed. Otherwise, uh, there's plenty of reasons to be optimistic about the Chargers, but this is kind of the last year that you have any flexibility. And if it doesn't work out this year, then it's going to be a very weird transition with a new GM, a new coach, and a quarterback that you have to pay and a roster that you're going to have to gut. Yeah, I... Uh... I think the situation around the Kellen Moore moving, basically just taking a different job, speaks to how excited he is to work with the, the players there compared to the, the old situation where he was dealing with Jarrah's bullshit and listening to Mike McCarthy. So, uh, you know, somebody with a bunch of piss and vinegar, vim and vigor about a new job, sometimes you see a lot of good results. Uh, I think he's a good coordinator. I think we saw just poor leadership in that team. I don't think he's a great coordinator. We'll see. And then, yeah, just trying to keep these wide receivers healthy because this offense is dangerous when both receivers are on the field. Williams is good, like very good. It just uh, we had, we didn't get to see a lot of times where everybody was healthy and the offense was clicking. So, <clears throat> and D Jones says 
what is 22? We're just going through the draft order reverse. Or actually, the, the way they would do it on draft day. We're going through all the teams that aren't in the Super Bowl. And the Chargers, yes. if you're a fan, know that they are not in the Super Bowl. And I will move on to the next team that was eliminated in the wild card round, the Baltimore Ravens, who Ooh. have tagged Lamar. Uh, this one does give Lamar a little bit of flexibility, but it also gives the team uh, flexibility to move him. This is the kind of tag where teams have to come to you. They can't come and negotiate with Lamar and just over, you know, come over the top of your franchise offer. So they would be in a little bit of a position of power as far as trading. I'm pretty sure he's gone. 99% sure. But somebody's going to have to come up with a big damn offer. He's an MVP winner who played pretty darn good with basically no wide receivers for a big chunk of the last two years. Like, he's he could be dangerous again in the right offense. <laughs> Excuse me. I got overexcited about thinking about him in Atlanta. I'm not sure who the other, you know, big suitors are, but after that, I guess it's it's probably the T Hunt show and try to figure it out from there because they got uh, they got some roster spots to fill. Man, this can be a team that's drafting top ten next year. Yeah, um, old defense, expensive defense, no talent in the wide receiver room. No, no, you know, questions about the offensive scheme overall. And now going forward, what do you, you know, what, what, what do you, I don't really know what the vision is going to be in terms of how, what they want this offense to look like. Um, tagging Lamar comes with a um, risk that he doesn't sign the tag yeah. and that he just elects to continue to kind of be like, look, I'm, I'm done here. Like, you know, you guys have done me wrong. You're not giving me the offer I want. I'm done. Um and if that happens, it's going to suck. I'm going to feel bad. Lamar, obviously, his prime is now. He needs to be on a team that's competing. Uh, and I feel like the Ravens did a lot of this to themselves. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't love anything about this. I really so am. This, and this is a good question by Nick. Who else was in on Watson? Tepper signed off on a big haul Saints, to get Watson before Cleveland Panthers, did So Panthers, Falcons. The Panthers. Yeah, the, the Panthers were absolutely in, and I think they were really close to getting Watson. So were the Falcons and, and the Saints, too. Yeah, so, I mean, basically all the teams that went after him, and I think the Falcons Falcons and Panthers are probably your front runners. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, 20, 24 and <clears throat> drew the bikes. 13 and 4, how? How? Uh, so, when, when the win totals pop if you are the person that loves yourself some win total clv bet the vikings under this is going to get utterly nuked everyone and their mother is going to make the same case that they won all these one score games they're not going to win as many games this year even if they're not going to open a 12 and a half they're going to open like a nine and a half <laughs> and yeah, it's going to be a four it's going to be a yeah four a four game adjustment and you're there's still going to be people that whack this under it's going to go down and I think at that is the time that you play this over because I like what they did in terms of firing the defensive coordinator. I like where they're going yeah. in terms of who they're looking to try to replace him with. Um, I like in general uh, the, 
idea of another year of development that Kevin O'Connell is a little bit more comp, you know, capable of getting something out of this unit. Uh, I don't expect any changes really um, with the quarterback situation and offensive line is good and getting is young. Uh, I like, I really, I just like the general manager. I think he's going to put together a competitive team and I think people are going to overlook them. Yeah. I think that was, I think Ujiro was talking to Kwesi at uh, one of the the events. Was, both him was, and uh, Flores, both. Yeah, Flores, that's who it was. There's a, Get either uh, one Kwesi, of those guys. Either Kwesi one of those guys comes in as defensive together, coordinator. So. We are we are cooking. Yeah, I think I think Dogma says the Minnesota State Fair. It is a really good state fair. I like, honestly, it, I should have got up there this year. I will next year. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll wait for the bets to come in in Minnesota, push that down, and then bet them over. It's still a very talented team that just it did win a lot of close games, and I think some of that did come down to a really weird defense. Like I, I said, this so much during the you know the the handicap for the Giants scoring a bunch of points in them in the playoffs is like if you understand the assignment, you can beat the tar out of this defense. And the Packers did, the Lions did, the Giants, you know, to a lesser extent did. It's it needs some help. So if they get a defensive coordinator, they can compete with the the powerhouse Lions for the one spot in the division, which takes us into teams that made it to the divisional round. The Jacksonville Ooh. Jaguars are a very interesting spot. Super, super interesting team. They went from every freaking week we were laughing about something that happened in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer, and a year later they should be a considerable favorite to win their division. Uh, yeah. Heading into 2023, especially, I mean, the, the the only way that doesn't happen is if we end up with Tannehill coming back, which we know would be a long term mistake for the team, but it makes them viable as a contender to, to to you know tilt with the Jacksonville Jaguars in this spot. I'm not sure what I would address late in the first round. I think you just go best player available because they're not deep really anywhere. They need help kind of all over the board to just shore up the roster. I guess I'd like to see another defensive back because you'd have a if you've got a nice pair of you know starting shutdown corners and you still had a good slot guy, this defense could be something. It's, it's young, it flashed a little. I'd like to see him help out on defense because they spent a lot on offense last year. Yeah, your extra opponents relative to your competitors are pretty tough. Um, you got to play the Bills. And the Chiefs and the Niners. Is that right? Yeah, you gotta play the Bills and the, the, the Bills yeah, the and the one, Chiefs. Yeah, the, are one your seed, extras. Or the one the one spot. Yeah. The Niners are your extra across division. So yeah, that that those three extras are really tough. All that said, they should be like minus four hundred to win the AFC South because they are that much more capable and accomplished at coach and quarterback. Um the what's, dreams... what's the price if Tanny comes back? Still 200? 200, 200, yeah, yeah, probably. I think realistically the dream scenario is we get a rerun last year. Schedule's tough. Jags start slow. Titans, because of the coach, win early and are presumably going to win the division. And then you can come in in season and, and nuke the Jags as they ultimately win. Um, but I am looking at their schedule opponents relative to their uh, other AFC South teams, and it's very, very tricky. Um, so and yeah, we didn't even mention starting Calvin at a Ridley. bit of a deficit. Good call, Jay. Calvin Ridley is a mm. big instant uh, addition to that offense. He's a good player. Yes. So tough schedule. Should yeah. be favored. 
um, takes us into the New York football giants who have yeah. some free agents, Drew. Yeah. Wow. Um, Everyone is a free agent. That team. I think you have to be pretty excited about GM coach. Great mm-hmm. job. You did it. Those guys should probably be there for a decade, just knowing how the Giants like to hold on to guys past their prime. Um, quarterback is, you know, meaningful improvement from the player that was in-house, which is cool. A lot of that I think you attribute to the way he was coached and developed. Uh, I'm assuming that they keep Kafka. Uh, he he is interviewing huge. still with the Cardinals. I mean, he was a huge. He was. He's. I mean, realistically, give him the raise, tell him to turn down the Cardinals yeah. job and and hope that, you know, he likes New York so much that he accepts. Um, if the longer you keep him around, the more chance you have to actually make something out of uh, Daniel Jones. I think they're going to be decent next year because they have so much draft capital and just young players and they're going to get all the young guys make another step forward. Pass rush, offensive line, uh, you know, it's going to get a little bit better. They have a lot of needs, a lot of holes. Wide receiver and cornerback are the obvious ones. Yeah. Um, but I think yes. that's where they address. That's where they, they they're going to have space. Um, I don't, I personally, I let, I let Barkley walk. Oh, yeah. Uh, But I don't know that that's what they will choose to do. Um, And I think ultimately that's going to tell us a lot about the front office. The the betting markets, and I know you mentioned, Christopher, that the limits are pretty low, but the betting market is 50-50 that they draft a wide receiver in the first round. A lot of the wide receivers are going to drop to the spot in the first round, it looks like. So they'll have their choice of a couple of decent ones. Hopefully they should end up with something good there. Yeah, if they fall into the Zeke trap, and, and Randy Mitchell points out, this is where I'm at too. He's judging Shane by what he does with Jones and Bradley. I'm going to push back a little on Jones. I don't know if that's an easy choice. It's definitely not because the replacement is going to be tough. He played and you well put, enough. You put a lot of equity into that. So if, if it's like a $40 million thing, then that's then I might judge him a little like, hey, you just paid Daniel Jones 40. Like you can't be doing that. If it's like a $30 million thing and it's maybe mm-hmm. not as long term, I could live with it. Barkley, I cannot live with. I cannot live with paying the running back. Especially when we see other guys being able to come in and just and just play from jump street. So if he re-signs Barkley, I will have a big problem with that. Yeah. The Jones thing, kind of take it or leave it. Yes, there are. Yeah, yes. And it says Giants and Giants and Barkley. Yeah, that I understand. I understand the argument. I a hundred percent understand the argument for why you bring back Jones. Right, you put the time and effort to develop that guy, and he cost fallacy though. I know, but he was also able to do it with very little help at the wide receiver position. And you know what else, Andy? His most effective skill was what? I mean, he was a good runner. Yeah. And he, he, he did he, a good job of taking what people gave him to. He, he, took, he did a good job of taking what people gave him. He did a good job of getting it on the ground. And he managed to stay pretty healthy this yeah. year. Like he was very resilient for you. Uh, and I think you have to kind of, you have to kind of weigh all of that and say, we can continue his development, take another step forward. If we get a couple of weapons in the passing game. Uh, and I think that's where they go. I and I think it, it can I just work. couldn't stomach like a $40 million deal. For that I, no, you don't give him 40. You give him like the There's Derek Carr. You remember, it. you remember when the Raiders like extended Derek Carr the first time? And it was I know, like, I think it doesn't feel great, but I at the same time, agent, it's not crazy. If they cut, and I know we're spending a lot of time on the Giants, but this is an interesting one. 
if they cut ties with Barkley, Jones's agent is like, well, you have all this money. And here's where the quarterback market's at. And here's what you'd pay Lamar. And here's what you'd get with a rookie. Like, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be a fan of paying them a lot. I if they keep him, I'm okay with it as long as it's not an obscene contract. Yeah. Um, do you franchise him? Give him the franchise number for one year of service and see that's, if you and see if you develop him more. That's interesting. I kind of want to bother Solik about this. So, cause it, and we'll get a chance to see him. He'll be in. Uh, he'll be in the desert next week. So yeah. we'll get some drinks with Solik for sure. Because um, I wonder, like for sure, if you could play the game of let his agent go out and find out what the market's like. I don't know that anyone's really scrambling to give him that big of a number. No, they're. Giants are in a different spot than a, a potential suitor. Yeah. All right. Staying in the same division, the New York Giants rival. Arch the rival. Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Are they their rival now that they're nah. now that know. they're saying like I hope you win a Super Bowl, Philadelphia? Or it's, like the, it's like the SEC fucking thing where they look at the SEC won another card, another title. You're a Vanderbilt fan. Shut the fuck up. What are we doing? Um, yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Just they lit something. the Empire State Building up in Eagles Apparently, Green. Apparently, Weird. you can just pay. You can just pay. Uh, oh. Brinks, Brinks says it just costs like $2 million, and that's a big part of their income for the building all year. Oh. Like, oh. They light it up for events and stuff. So a super fan paid, huh? I think the NFL paid for it is what happened. Oh. Get the New York medium or the New York fans mad at you. Oh, oh, the oh. Dallas Cowboys... <laughs> Uh, have a high, a high floor, low ceiling. Their floor and their mm-hmm. ceiling are very close together, and they often involve losing in the first or second round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't see a market improvement with this team next year. Uh, the NFC is weakish, but uh, with some up and coming teams, it might always be a, a spot where this team's a little behind the Eagles now, and they're facing a tough team in the second round, and we get what we had last year or this year. So I'm not super keen on the move to McCarthy calling plays. So this is somewhere between a nine and a 12 win team again. Mm -hmm. And that's good because they have a lot of talent, but it's not Mm -hmm. good enough. So to this point in the off season cycle, the Cowboys have had the worst off season and it's not close. Yeah, that's fair. So far for sure. Uh, You kept Dan Quinn. I guess you, you fired up about that. That's yeah, I, I am. He's a good coordinator. The um, the problem is you kept Mike McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, and even more than that, like you lost a bunch of assistants. You lost Kellen Moore, who might have mattered, and Mike McCarthy is now gonna install his vision of offense from Green Bay from f- a million fucking years ago. Not working. Not gonna work. It's not going to work. I know you said they have a high floor because of the talent in this team. They're going to fuck that up. Stephen Jones already out there saying he didn't see any regression in Zeke Elliott. The fuck was he watching? That was unbelievable commentary from him. And I think realistically, um, if as long as sort of that is the you know the the mind hive that is responsible for putting together this roster, uh, and all of the blame was immediately shuffled right onto the shoulders of Dak Prescott and nobody else bore any responsibility. And we fired a bunch of good assistants and longtime guys who were good at their jobs. Like this, this franchise is dysfunctional. It's broken. They're in a very 
difficult division with uh, a Giants team that's ascending and an Eagles team that looks like a perennial monster. Uh, this Cowboys equaling 12 wins, getting to the second round of the playoffs is going to be very, very, very tough the way I see it. They had an easy, easy, easy ass schedule this year, and it's going to be a lot tougher next year. Uh, I think you can circle. He's probably going to be half favorites. Who? McCarthy, McCarthy first coach fired. Yeah. He'll probably be second favorite, I think. The thing is yeah, that, like, Arizona. yeah, the, 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 I don't get, I don't get why they gave him as much leash as they did, and I don't. I mean, they must have just had a, a full-on handshake deal. You win a playoff game, you're coming back. Uh, that's the only thing I could think of. Um, they got to play on the road this year at the Bills, the Chargers, the Niners, and the Dolphins. Those are very, very tough road games that you're um, that not many of your other. Uh, divisional opponents have to play. Um, they avoid the Chiefs, who the Eagles have to play. They avoid. Um, that's about it, though. Really, um, it's going to be a tough, and, and, tough, 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 tough twenty. I bring, I bring this up every year because Jerry really doesn't fire in season. Just, just son of bum. That was it. Um, you know, it's only happened once in the Jerry. So, I mean, McCarthy's going to be up there, but the list should be. I mean. Staley's going to be on the list again, just because of kind of how the offseason went and everything. But yeah. he'll be on there. McCarthy will be on there. Honestly, Lafleur will be a little higher than probably some people think, just because like if that goes poorly, they might just everybody's might just in say, deep trouble. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone's kind of in deep shit there. Uh, Bowles and Rivera should be right there. So there'll be a, there'll be a handful of guys right up there near the top for uh, first coach fired. That'll be uh, maybe even maybe even Stefanski. Honestly, if, if they fail with a really expensive quarterback. so, And I would never bet McCarthy because of just the history of Jerry waiting and not wanting to be wrong, making him take a forced retirement instead. So, All right, next is <laughs> the Beefalo Bills. The Beefalo Bills, you want to start me out? I don't know that I am could be more disappointed in a, yeah. a team for what just happened in the last that. year. Just disappointed. Um, Cincinnati. Disappointed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just disappointed. Um, it feels like they peaked the year that they lost to the Chiefs in the divisional round. And the little bit of that team that existed going into the 2022 campaign got worse and worse and worse as the year went on. Um, Josh Allen, he's going to be in the mix for top five quarterback next year, but I don't know that I'm in love with his head-to-head uh, matchups now against some of his major divisional threats. Um, and I don't know that they're ever going to get over the hump. Nothing really to be excited about the way that their offseason is shaping up either. Uh, they're not losing anybody important from what I can tell, but they don't really have the flexibility to go really reshape this roster at all. Um, and yeah, they may be missing. That, Dable, that was but, part of it. It wasn't yeah. the whole thing, but that was part I, of it. I mean, they may be missing Dable, but like at the same time, like, I mean, McDermott just, I just have huge questions about him being yeah, a guy. Not, not getting much out of the wide receiver depth. That's a good point there, Sam. It just, I mean, there was there was an article written halfway through the season. About yes, that. the Bills make me very sad. The Bills and the Ravens both make me very sad. Those were very good teams that never came close to realizing the talent. And the Ravens are even further in the rearview mirror now. And the but the Bills are right there, and you can tell that they're that you're leaving them behind if you're the Bengals and the Chiefs and some of the other up and comers. Yeah. Uh, don't don't love 
I have a little Bills five, a little Josh Allen first round leader at Pebble. Otherwise, I don't have a lot to say that you didn't already touch on. The little disappointment. Um, uh, disappointed in Leslie Frazier. I thought he could have done a better job at times. The scheme was kind of shit um, with the talent you have. They didn't like uh, we already said. I mean, the chat kind of nailed it. Didn't get much out of the receivers behind Diggs. The running game was just not something the team was interested in doing early in the season. And then they made a trade for uh, a running back after they'd already drafted a running back. And then they kind of just went scattered, scatterbrained run scheme run fit. It was, it was an odd put together offense at times, which is sometimes what happens when you have an offensive coordinator leave. Uh, It was kind of hidden by the talent at the quarterback spot and the talent overall. But when push comes to shove, this team did not make championship weekend. And yeah, we'll, uh, I guess we'll see what happens next year. Josh Allen's going to have to tighten it up on the turnovers a little. They need a true wide receiver too, and they need some help on the defense. So, yeah. Um, Their opponent in the divisional round, the Cincinnati Bengals, will draft at 29. Um, I, I mean, what is there to say? They need some help on the offensive line. Like, is that the whole handicap here? Like if if they if they can get some help there, they have some decent spots on defense. They could use a little more help on the back end. The secondary could use another piece. If they if they spend their draft and their offseason, and I'm, I don't think they have much cap space. If they keep the sure coaching that. staff together, it's going to be amazing. It'll be a small miracle. Yeah. Uh, and if they keep the wide receiver quarterback room together for the intermediate to long-term this is a team that's going to be in the mix for a super bowl every I'm, single yeah, year. I'm, I'm, i misspoke so you're, you're probably you're losing a wide receiver probably they do have a bunch they do have a cap they do have some cap space so i think you need to uh, be aggressive in getting burrow signed long-term this I, is probably the, the year you do that the sooner the better because the thing about when the when they say, hey, the quarterback market just got reset, it never gets reset the opposite way. It just keeps <laughs> getting bigger. So yeah, I would I would get that done sooner than later. It's not like a oh man, what should we do? Do do we think we commit to this guy long? Yes, you commit to him long term. You're in an unbelievable position of having hit on a quarterback early. You have good receivers. You have a receiver he loves and a strong receiving room. You need to get him into a long-term contract. You need to figure out the running back situation, get some offensive line depth, get a few more pieces on defense, and you're going to be in the championship game next year again. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, hey, you might host it. It might be. It might, it be might come chosen. through you. It might Skeddy, come through you. What they call it? Skeddy City. The Queen City? The Queen yeah. City. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. um, it's kind of a nice town, guys. Way better you, than Cleveland. Sorry. I think you your priorities if you're Cincinnati are keep your nucleus of coaches together, sign Burrow, sign Higgins, sign Chase, keep that nucleus together, and then everything else will figure itself out. Like you really, really, you're you don't have to do much to have ten years of competence and competitiveness in the AFC, which is saying a lot because the AFC is so damn good and crowded. Um, you you got to bring Higgins back. Higgins might be more important to you <gasps> so, than Chase. So hear me out on this. Do you remember the Chase Sewell cartoon? Yes, I do. Where I think you, I think it was wrong. It was just too early. It's Higgins or like two really good offensive line uh, free agents 
like high end because you have two really good receivers and a tight end. Andy, Andy, you you go hire the offensive line coach that Dallas just fired, and your offensive your offensive line. We're we're already on our way to getting that fixed. (laughs) Maybe I still want some pieces and depth because just just go use every one of your draft picks on a on a on a, a dude. The best offensive lineman in the Super Bowl was drafted in the seventh round. I mean, these things happen. I mean, you're, you're uh, I mean, use every one of your draft picks on offensive linemen and go get a guy that can coach those guys up. And you've got that problem solved. Honestly, I think, uh, uh, should we make an on air bet? I think they go sure. defense with this pick. Hmm. I, I, I really do think there's like a, a defensive lineman they end up picking up here. That's possible. I mean, they, that's fine. I don't, uh, do you know who they're losing? Who are they? They're losing a bunch of players. They could yeah. be tight end. They could go. There's like there's like three or yeah. four edge guys that are all kind of pointed in the, you know like twenty to twenty yeah. to thirty spots. So like yeah. Iowa kid, Notre Dame kid. Oh, Dan, who's the LSU kid? BJ. Like there's. I've been doing a little draft prep, and that I think the Bengals decide to go D line at this spot. I honestly, a first round pick, if you want to go Just cornerback or if you want to go D line, I think either is fine. But yeah. I think second, third, fourth, fifth round, just take a big body, big boy, just, big boy, big just boy. Take as many shots as you can at offensive yeah. line. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Final team, um, hour 28. I thought we did pretty good here. Yeah, we did. The, the Niners will not be picking here. They traded it. Mm-hmm. But the Niners had it. Are we sure? What if they traded someone to get their pick back? That's true. Well, yeah. I mean, for now, yeah, as, for as now. of now, this is another New Orleans pick, which is good because they don't have their first run. Philly does. This is your <laughs> first pick for the New Orleans Brain Trust. And okay. the Niners, let me, let me start here. And this is all I'm going to say. Yes, they had bad luck, but Christ on a bicycle. What a job by this team to make it that far with. I mean, if they'd have made it that far with Trey Lance, I would have been impressed. If they would have made it that far again with Jimmy G, I would have been impressed considering he practiced like on a side field by himself with all his friends for the whole preseason, didn't plan on playing. If they did, they did it with Brock Purdy, which was incredibly impressive. If you can do it next year with Josh Johnson, (laughs) now you're, now you're really cooking with, uh, with some witchcraft. He was bad, but uh, they, they won like their last, how many games? with, you know, just constantly churning through injuries. And it's always a thing there, but uh, it's, it's going, they're going to be right there. Obviously like it looks like it's going to be Trey. And that that's the only reason I think they could take a step back. Is like, he is uh, a different kind of quarterback than Jimmy or, or honestly, Jimmy or Purdy. Purdy has a lot more in common than Jimmy G than he does with Trey Lance. It's a different kind of offense with Lance and um, we'll see how it goes, I guess. Yeah. The Niners, yes, there are, there the are Niners. only 31 picks, but since we went through, yes, yeah, so we'll talk about that later. Through, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> There's gonna be some funny accounting about the draft choices that we'll oh, get to. Um, the Niners are just a drama queen of a team, they love to be talked about. Apparently, there's that there, there are so many different things you can say about them this offseason. They're going to be the most talked about team this offseason, they are the most talented. To, roster in the NFL outside the quarterback position. It seems like they're going to go with Trey Lance off true two surgeries is plan a this year, even though by all accounts, like 
Kyle Shanahan fell head and head over heels in love with what Brock Purdy was doing at the quarterback position, but now Brock Purdy is going to be out for a year with the UCL Tommy John. Yeah. Holy smokes. Like what a wild, like just, just an unbelievable amount of drama in this last uh, few months for this franchise. And they got the coach that is going to be keep them competitive. They've got the nucleus of talent that's going to keep them competitive. And they're going to have to figure out if they can coach Trey Lance into competence, which we all assume they will, but we have never, we have yet to see it. Like we have Trey Lance might be the, might be the, you know, no better than Zach Wilson. Like that is, it is entirely possible that he goes out there and sucks. And yet the rest of this team is Super Bowl win super championship ready not even super bowl ready but but winning the super bowl ready outside of that position and that makes for just one of the most fascinating dynamics in all of the sport and yes the patrick brings up the yes the, the, the 31 let's let's do a little bonus draft content here <clears throat> there are only 31 picks do you really think books are that Dumb, are going to be dumb about this and not price that in when they're doing over over five and a half. It'll be interesting. <clears throat> I'm on the fence because we've seen books made pretty bad mistakes on prop markets and derivatives and bullshit. So it'll be interesting because there are about roughly 3% fewer first round picks than we normally have. And yeah, when, when you factor in like over under five and a half wide receivers, four and a half quarterbacks, all these things, Everything you're you're getting like a three percent bump on that every time because there's fewer picks, and then I also I, I am very curious, and I think books need to do a good job, and hopefully regulatory agencies with at least the legal books come out and make them say what they're doing with this. Like, is the Chargers pick the twenty second pick, or is it the twenty first pick? Because if a pick if a an over under is set at like twenty one and a half, what are we doing with that? Like, is, does it go from pick 20 to 22, or is it 20 and then Chargers to 21, and the last pick is 31? I am i don't have a strong answer for that right now. And there's going to be, man, somebody's going to run into something where they're going to be uh, having to argue with a book outside of something stupid like cancel the Purdy props. <laughs> you know, like, they'll, they'll actually have a legitimate qualm that they can bring up. So it could be a bit of a, a shitstorm, as Patrick's saying here. I love it. <clears throat> but I can't wait for it. And yes, we'll be doing some draft uh, content here soon as uh, Vegas refund has twisted my arm into letting him do some podcasting. Ooh, I can't wait for that. Yeah. Oh, like you're on the guest list. Like you're going to be doing oh. one of those eventually. Shit. Like, keep, okay. keep your Thursdays open. <laughs> he wants, he wants to have a lot of good guests. Thursday you Thursdays. You qualify right. as a good, uh, he, we're doing it old school though. Oh yeah. Audio, audio only released his podcast. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, just oh, it's a lot. It's a low stress, low ass kind of thing. We're just gonna bullshit. Uh, and yeah, we, we, I mean, he has the longest list of shit to talk about. I've already Ooh. warned him. Like, we're not getting through all this. He probably has a bunch of sponsorships lined up too. That's cool. We're working. We're working on it. So, uh, uh, special twelve part series from here to the draft. <laughs> it's essentially what it is. Like because. It's not something you're going to do year round. It's just a 12 part series from here until the draft starting with episode one this week, Uh multi episode series with guests, including drew who is not committed. But if I say it, I'll oh, definitely do it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, 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 he's oh, definitely. Say no. 
Uh, my, my commitments are starting to wind down as NFL is coming to an end yeah. here. So I'll be free. That, that's the nice part too, is like, we're I love asking people, that. We're asking love people in February, dude. March, you know, like, Hey, come on, talk some draft stuff. So let's, yeah, go. let's go. Let's go. Um, all right, man. Well, good shit. Good job. This was, we, we did it. We, uh, we, I think we bullshitted for like five minutes at the beginning and then we got through the entire NFL in 90 minutes. So well done. This is going to have some good sound clips for later in the year, like come November when we're just wildly right or wrong on a team. Oh, yeah, for sure. Take some stances. Of course. I don't think (laughs) it's crazy. Taking stances in February is always fun. Yeah, man. Put Carolina out of the playoffs, going to be in. Detroit out of the playoffs, going to be in. Yeah. Hit, Hit some thumbs up, guys. Yep, Hit the thumbs up on the way out. If you thought producer Dan did a good job with the clock, Hit a thumbs up, and we'll see you next week for some prop talk. One of my favorite of the whole season. So love that. I, I do like this one. Yeah. I can't believe we did it at 135. Yeah, you, forget, like, you forget about all the teams that you don't see since the, you know, the end of the spent, year. We spent, um, and I wouldn't want to make Dan come back and put 